Nicholas, are you feeling a little jet lag, son, sitting over there? You look a little down on me. Not really. I'm just full from that big old plate of spaghetti. <laughs> well, South Dakota's came and gone. Came and gone, man. Was the trip as exciting as you wanted it to be? Uh, yeah, I mean, we didn't get nothing, but. Probably got an experience. Oh, God. A lot of lessons learned out there. Well, we can't wait to hear all about that. As always, this episode is brought to you by Southeast Wildlife Innovations, makers of a track, spring protein, great partners of ours, and we love love them for what they do and love them what they continue to do. Man, it's going to be an amazing week we've got ahead of us, and I can't wait to get it underway. I don't even, I don't even know what's going to happen this weekend after that phone call that we just had with Mr. KT, and it's going to be something that's probably going to be uh, – Probably going to be a pinnacle point in our lives. It's something we've been working hard at. And thanks to everybody out there that's listening, that's reached out to us, that's donated to this. You don't know what it means to us. Um, we're kind of got a few more trickling in. And, and if this, you hear this episode and you didn't get an opportunity to donate to it, we love you anyway. And uh, we're going to be doing something cool in the future, I'm sure. It'll probably be something we continue to strive to do You know, once or twice a year to help anybody out that can. But we just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts on that. It's been something that's it's meant a lot to us for sure. So, Cody, you feeling a little under the weather over there? You got a little raspy voice. Yeah, a little uh, little sinus infection. I'll be all right though in a day or two. I'm so on like, the men's for sure. He's got like one of them North, Je- North Georgia hens, don't he? <laughs> that rasp here. Got him a, a, a Z pack. Yeah, got me a Z pack. Is that Z pack making you feel better? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better. This weekend was pretty rough, but I'm on the men's for sure. Did you do anything exciting this weekend? Mm, no, not really. We had ball games. We fin- we finished ball up, uh, so ball is over for us right now. And then, other than that, we didn't do uh, didn't do a whole lot. Just hung out, cool. just relaxed. Well, Nick, you know we we talked about this all season long when you and Blaine finally committed to go to South Dakota and make the trip out there. And you had asked Dave even back when you uh, when we had him on that it was something you wanted to do and something you wanted to experience and. You know, I want to go right into it because I want to hear all about it. I, I'll be honest with you, it's been eating me alive not to call you and hear all the details about it and, and hear, you know, what it was like to go to South Dakota for the first time because that's that's really the first time you've been that far west, yeah? No, not hunting, yes, but no, we went to Montana before. Okay. Was it, you know, the trip out there okay? How was how was flying during COVID for you? <sighs> that mask, can't, I can't stand that wearing it. drove you crazy. Yeah, you just get hot and aggravated and. The flight attendants are constantly yelling at you. Pull your mask up. Pull your mask up. Are they, they give yelling you, at you? Yeah, they give you drinks and stuff. You had you're supposed to take a drink. Pour, you're supposed to pull your mask down. Take a drink. When you get done taking it, pull it back up. So was the plane pretty crowded? Um, they still skipping a row or skipping seats? No, no, because we all three sat next to one another on the way out there. Who sat in the middle? Ah, uh, we rotated. I think. <laughs> How long was the flight? Well, we flew. We had a layover in Chicago, so it was only like. Two hours to Chicago, maybe at that, and then we took a tiny plane 
from Chicago. It's, it, it wasn't tiny, you know. Oh, it was <laughs> small. Yeah, it, it was small compared to some of those from there to Rapid. Did you hear the hear the engines outside just round, round, <laughs> kind of teetering back and forth like you're going flying through the Amazon? No, that, that, you know that the one we took to Chicago was it was three seats on each side. The one we took to Rapid City was two seats on each side, <laughs> single row, oh, and, and everybody was basically going hunting or. Going on vacations. So. Now, did you get to talk to a lot of people at the airport at all or make any conversation with anybody on the way there? We did when we started going to Rapid City because we ran into some guys that were uh, – we actually didn't talk to them to the end of the flight. But the beginning of the flight, we met a guy that lived down in Pringle, which pretty much is where we ended up hunting. And um, he told us that was a good area. And then we talked to um, – as we was getting off, there were two guys that go out there. I think they had said they'd been going there eight or nine years. And they go down to Nebraska, but they fly into Rapid City and rent a car and drive down there. And I, I was asking him, I said, "How you get your? Where do you go to get your guns off of this thing?" He's like, "I don't know. We just leave our guns out here at our buddy's cabin." So, oh wow! So they didn't even have to, but they just delivered it right over there to us as at the baggage claim. So no pretty, issues with flying with that or anything. No, it was harder. It was actually more of a process coming back through Rapid City than it was going through Hartsfield. Really? Yeah, Hartsfield. Yeah. They, I guess they're so busy, you know. Yeah, they just. As long as you got the TSA locks on there, you got it locked up. So I just put – we put all three of our shotguns in that case. I had four TSA locks on there. And then I bought a plastic um, box for a shell holder. And then I put a TSA lock on it, and I cut a hole out inside that case for it and slid it down in there. So they did, did they open it? She, The lady the lady at um, Hartsfield opened it just long enough to, to put it – they put a red tag in there saying that they filled it out. They take it over to the scanner. They run it through that. It's like an MRI mm-hmm. scanner, X-ray machine. Yeah, or whatever. it's almost like that. And then they just they they you stand there. They run it through there and they tell you, you can go. Now when we get to South Dakota, the guy they make me open it. They carry it over there. It's a lot smaller place. They open it. The guy's wiping it down. Like I was telling Cody earlier, they I think the guy had like a rag, so he said he was probably checking for explosives. Um, it was almost like maybe just like a little moist wipe. He was wiping. He was running his hands inside. And then he made me come back around the behind the counter and lock it back up. So, okay, so it worked, went went pretty well. Yeah, oh yeah. Now the transition flight, and I've I've done layovers, but always carried on. You didn't have to do anything with your bags during the transition. Nope. They move, oh, they them move for it for you. you. Okay, yeah. and, and and then you just cross your fingers that it gets put on the correct plane. Yeah, yeah. Get out there and not have your shotguns. Because yeah, <laughs> when we when when we got to um, going snails and buying a new one. <laughs> <laughs> when we come when we come home, the lady printed our our. Uh, ticket off to put on our bag and she asked us thank god you know because she was about to put the wrong flight on there so that would have messed everything up if she wouldn't ask us and just stuck that on there because we wouldn't have known to ask we would have just followed her lead you know that tag that they give mm-hmm. you to put on yeah it was going somewhere else wow so, that'd have been a screw up it would have did Let, they did you carry on your turkey fan or did you have it in your check I had it bag in my, i had it in my bag in yeah. check bag yeah yeah they didn't which they didn't go through none of that no, I, had my no. ni- I had my knife in my turkey vest um, I, I just I don't think they. Yeah, if it's in your check bag, you can. You I think stuff, you yeah. can put those bullets in there too, but they have to be in a box. It don't say plastic box online. It says fiberglass, wood, or something else, but it doesn't say plastic. But they didn't say nothing about it. So, so y'all, it's a lot easier than I had imagined. Yeah. Well, I know we was talking about that before, not really knowing what to do. I mean, people was kind of looking else. at it like. <laughs> you got a gun yeah exactly especially when you're rolling that big case through the airport yeah and that thing's 
I think I think it weighed fifty five pounds. <laughs> Did it cost you much to fly? Well, it's two bags basically. Once it's okay. over fifty, she asked me if I could unload anything. I said, "No, ma'am, ain't nothing no, to unload out there. That's all got to go." When we when we go out to Colorado, we take break down fishing rods and put them in one of those pelican cases. Yeah, and I have to go. I have to because it's oversized baggage. Take it over there, and everybody they always think there's guns in there. Yeah, there's fishing rods. Yeah, but we, I check pistol too when I go out to Colorado, and. uh I have to do the same thing. So. Yeah, there were probably five when we got up when we got off at Rapid City. There was probably five gun cases. So a lot of people were going hunting. Yeah, so it so was you, it was a good experience. So you get into Rapid City and you you rented a car. Mm-hmm. What y'all get? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yet. You ain't, uh, well, you'll have to go over on YouTube and check this puppy out. But we got a probably a twenty twenty one Dodge that probably had about I uh, roughly probably forty four hundred miles on it when we rented it and truck yeah yeah four door four drive um go over to our youtube page when i when i upload this video because we we rag on this old dodge pretty good but we beat the crap out of it out there (laughs) um they haven't said anything to me but it's set like a two-wheel drive man and some of them service roads you go down it was scrubbing on everything i hope they didn't crawl underneath it (laughs) it was uh it was bad but um we probably in four days we put two tanks of gas in it and probably drove about seven hundred miles in four days. So and y'all flew into Rapid City. Mm-hmm. Did you go north or south from there? South, south. How yeah. far? So when we booked the trip, we had no earthly idea where to hunt. I mean, we're just going off what people say. Everybody basically said if you draw a line straight across from Rapid City, that Rapid City is kind of the, probably the center of if you were to draw a line across the Black Hills. Everybody said basically stay south of that. So that's what we had planned. But I didn't know where we were going to hunt, so we booked our hotel room in Rapid City, which was on the south side, which was a little bit better, but not much. And we just took off. As took far off. as what? The, the drive from there? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we, we booked that room, and then we got our truck. We went to the room, got was able to check in, jump right in our camo, man, and just, just hit the road. And that's when, the, like, the overwhelming anxiety, this place is huge, we don't know where to go, set yeah. in. So that was, the, that was the toughest part to me to get over because I like to have my bearings straight and know exactly where I'm going to go. Now, when you, when you started, I guess, progressing into looking at where to go, what was your key feature in finding where exactly you wanted to go? Well, before I had went, I had spent countless nights of looking on hunt stand, and I would try to find creeks. I would try to find, like, ridges, and I would mark those places and make sure that it was on the – national forest or the black hills whatever you call it and i would mark those places before we went knowing that when we get there it's going to look different Mm -hmm. so that's what we did and we had actually talked to one of the guys at the local um wildlife department and he kind of gave us a direction to go so we went that way checked those spots out and they just like i said they don't look nothing like you mark them on hunt stand or on x whatever you may use so we get there we find a couple spots and we're like i don't really like this and the there's so many roads there. You just you feel like that. There's not just gates that you pull up at and you just take off walking. Like these service roads are open, mm-hmm. and then if they're not open, they're for full or not full wheeler, but um, side by side access. So you can get a permit to ride a side by side, and you can ride it. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of roads. I mean, you can drive that. Like I said, you could drive that truck down a lot. There's a lot of logging roads. They're doing a lot of timber cutting out there, select cutting of that stuff. So we would just hit those spots and and. Um, we finally went to a spot like we probably pulled over what three or three, two or three times, 
and um, we we got out a few times. And then one time we got out, and it, it started raining, and Dad walked over the hill from us and found a, a deer shed. And um, then it started snowing, like spitting snow. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Made a quick change. Yeah, it was quick change. So we're like – and like we're, we're thinking this road is beautiful. As we walk up over the hill, it's <laughs> straight, straight down. Yeah. And, but you could – I mean, you could just see across a valley, but it wasn't an open valley. So we called a little bit. Of course, nothing. So then we tried to go around just to, just to see because we're just trying to get our bearings straight. But – Finally, we just we 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 going we started going. Was like we might as well just ride from kind of town to town, see what it looks like. And we finally called the we called the um, wildlife department back, and we was asking them because some of the stuff the way it lays out on hunt stand would say uh, Black Hills National Forest, and some of it would say Custer State Park, and I, there was something other like an ag program that they use because they do a lot of ag programs out there. I think with the land the mm-hmm. state does. So we found out that Custer, we couldn't hunt Custer unless you have a bow permit. I think it's bow only. And then um, she told us to kind of go two places. She told us to go from where we were at, we were to the west of Hill City. She said, leave there. The DNR said don't hunt around there because they're trying to bring their population back in and the population's way down. So we took her advice. She said either go to Deerfield or go south towards Pringle and Hot Springs. So we headed south. Now Pringle, from our hotel room, is one hour and 15 minutes. Okay. And we got down there and found a place to hunt. And, um, well, I shouldn't say it. Let me back up. We found a road to go out, and this is a dirt road. And they had been doing some logging in there. So by then, it's probably pushing 5 o'clock. And we had, we had landed at probably 1230. And um, so we just split up, and I take off walking. And I get down there and hear one. And he's a couple of ridges over. And it's – I didn't think he was as far as he was. So we still had good daylight out there because it didn't get dark till eight thirty. So he started gobbling. I was like, "I'm going to make my way to him because I want to. I want to get as close as I can and roost him." Well, I walked down this big hill and back up to the other side, and I'm thinking, "Well, shoot, I might get over here and kill this thing this evening." Yeah. And uh, so I get over there and I sit down. He sounds like he's further. Now I don't know if he moved or if that's just the way they sound. But man, I, I got over there on that next hill and I'm sucking wind and I'm like, "Am I going to go on? A, am I going to go down this other hill and back up?" And I'm a long ways from the truck. I ended up marking it out on, I think I'd walked a, like 1,500 yards from the truck just mm-hmm. just that afternoon. And we got him, I got him roosted. He gobbled probably 10 times. Got him roosted, dropped the pin as close as I thought I possibly could get to him. Got back up there to Dad and Blaine, and um, they hadn't heard anything. So we went back to, we had a stop and everything closed for dinner out there at 9 o'clock. Only thing open was Dairy Queen. <laughs> so we hit the drive through, drove back to, drove back. Didn't get back to the hotel room until 10 o'clock. Already and, running on fumes. Yeah, we're running on fumes because both of us, are, me and Dad and Blaine had all got up at 3 a.m. that morning. I think Blaine had got up at 2, actually. But So we get back to the room. It's 10 o'clock, and we're the guys had told – or no, Blaine had looked on the weather report to see what time or the sunrise was, and it was 5.30. So we knew that 5 o'clock was going to be daylight. It gets daylight earlier there, and the only thing I can figure – it must be just because of the plains yeah. east of it. So, sure enough, we're up at, well, the first morning. He got us up early at 2 a.m. as a false alarm. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and then we went back to sleep. But then we got up, I think, around – we got up around 3. You didn't wind your clock back, did you, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> we got up at 3, and uh, we met, we jumped in the shower, and we hauled butt down there. And by, by the time we get to where we think he's at, I mean, it's starting to break daylight. We get set up on this bird – Two hills over, 
it's 545. And I know, I mean, I know the listeners won't be able to see this, but that's 545. That's how daylight it is. Oh, wow. So it's yeah. bright. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's bright. And we're in there and he's gobbling. He's already on the ground. So um, we worked that bird for quite a while and he ends up getting with hands, what we believe. And we tried to pull some, we tried to sneak up on him. We tried to do the best we could. And by lunchtime, we decided it was time to, we need to go put our spot, we need to go put our eyes and ears on some other spots. So we have a backup plan because we had only heard one bird. Now, we're the only truck we've seen in there. We probably drove maybe two miles off the dirt road. We're the only truck back there. And that's the only bird we're here. We're like, we got to go find more birds than yeah. just this one since he's hand up. So we did. Um, so time out. Yeah. When you first saw that terrain, were you surprised at how it all laid? Yes. What I, was the biggest? What was the biggest? Well, I knew. I mean, I knew it was Black Hills. You know, I knew there was going to be hills there, but <laughs> Black Mountains. It was. Like it. It, it, it was in certain spots. Um, but like I said, there's a lot of service roads, so you can hit a lot of service roads. But I was thinking in my mind, which you always think that, like I go back to marking the hunt stand stuff. You th- I think rolling hills, big meadows, which there was some good meadows, but the hills were, they're long. Like <laughs> if you heard a bird, like here in Georgia, you hear a bird gobble over on the next ridge. I could be over there on that next ridge and probably, you know, less than 20 minutes if I really hump it, depending on how long it is. Those ridges, the valleys are so long. And by the time you get up the other side, that bird may be over three more by the time you get over there. Right. So, I think the hills were a little bit more than I had imagined. Um, but the the service roads are the service roads are great to walk out. They're all cleaned out. Probably the best roads that kept up. And I don't know if it's because of lack of rain out there. Yeah. But they're well maintained. But the only bad thing about them roads are they keep those roads because of course they don't want to go across those mountains. They keep them in the valleys. So if you're trying to get somewhere. You may be walking way around this mountain because mm-hmm. the road follows the, the easy tr- uh, path, and uh, it may take you a while. It may take you a while to go around yeah. that mountain instead of going over the top of it. Yeah. You want to call Blaine? <clears throat> yeah, let's get him yeah. on the line. Yeah, let me. Ping Blaine up. That's going to be interesting to hear his take on it as well. I just want to text him real quick. But, man, it's, it's – the further south you get is – Now, what was y'all eating for breakfast? Or what did y'all eat for breakfast? Just snack stuff? We would take – we because we, we didn't get to go to the grocery store, so <clears throat> we had we had big plans of going to the grocery store. We was going to get sandwich stuff, pack in. Like I said, everything closed. So the Dollar General wasn't open. We couldn't get nothing. We had to go to um, – we had to go to the gas station. We just loaded up on snacks, and we would eat snacks, and we we got, we we took those camelbacks with us, and uh, so that was a lifesaver because we were we were probably hiking in there ten miles a day, just all in all together. So those were a lifesaver for sure. And do you think that why do they close so early? Was it just I think the, the COVID? Of, oh, okay, yeah, I think it was just COVID. Still, was Here. there people? Go ahead. Yeah, let's call him real quick. Was there people? All circuits are busy. Please try your call. Was there a, pe- a lot of people worried about that? COVID? There? No. I'm going to tell you, man, South Dakota, Blaine can speak for this, Dad can speak for this, South Dakota was probably the nicest people that you'll really? ever meet for a state like that. Really? And you you would think you're you would think you're in a deep south when you get out there and meet those people. They're they're happy you're there. They're welcome in arms. That's pretty cool. 
that's good to know that, that that far out there they're you know good to good to talk with and Turn everything blano yes sir what's going on welcome to the show <laughs> well we're already on the show and you're uh you're and, live and you're here with us now so it is the show it is the show <laughs> It's the show, okay. We got we got Dad over here in the background listening in. We got his mic turned off. <laughs> he don't want to talk. Hey, <laughs> Blaine, Nick was running us through the the trip so far, and we're, we were to day one, and you know the beat down that that first bird gave y'all. And I want to rewind a little bit and get your take on it and how the traveling was as far as getting there. Um, was it was it pretty good for you as far as the plane ride and everything? You know, it was. We actually got through security a little bit easier than I thought we would with guns. Um, of course, we left at 2 o'clock in the morning, so, <laughs> you know, it was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed getting down there and uh, and got through security and got on the plane. The plane ride was pretty nice. Uh, the, our first uh, flight to Chicago, it wasn't that cr- crowded, so I think we all got to spread out. And, and, you know, going out there, you're excited anyway, so it wouldn't matter if we were sitting on top of one another. We was... We was bound determined to get there and, and get started. So when you got to, to South Dakota, what was your first take on, on landing and, and seeing that terrain? Well, I've been through South Dakota a few times driving, but I've never stopped, you know, just to even look at anything. So, you know, my first thought was we went to the hotel and dropped off our stuff and decided we was going to go look for, you know, try to find a place to hunt. And the guys from South Dakota had told us to go towards Keystone and, we went over there, man. It was just rock faces and, and cliffs. And I, I don't think nobody said it out loud, but in my mind, I'm thinking, holy, holy cow, I don't know if I'm cut out for this, you know. So we we need to hit them planes or something, you know. But, uh, yeah, but we, ended up being able to, we ended up being able to go east and, and, and found more terrain like we're used to, you know. I mean, it was still hilly, but it was more pines and ridges and stuff like that. No, no really rock faces and cliffs. Keystone is – Right there for the people that don't know, Keystone's right there next to Mount Rushmore. Now, so did y'all get to see Mount Rushmore? We did on the last day we drove by there. But so you can imagine, you know, how the terrain is would it be. big? It's absolutely huge. I mean, I've never seen it, so was it yeah. was it big? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely huge. We, just, we, a, just a rock face yeah. sticking out. Unreal. That's cool. We, we actually took a picture from over where we was hunting. I don't know, it was probably like five miles away. And I zoomed in on my phone, and you can make those faces out from that far away. Five miles. That's crazy. Wow. That's cool. That's something. Got to be something on the bucket list to see if you, if you hadn't seen it before, I'm sure. While we were um, – I didn't say this earlier before we got down to hunting that bird. Um, but as we – when I'd get off the phone with the Department of uh, South Dakota out there, when we were driving down on this gravel road, we ran into this vehicle, and it was another truck. And there was two guys in camo, so we just slowed down and – we stopped and talked to them and just started asking them, and they had been in Nebraska, and um, they had came up here for a couple of days just to hunt, and um, they end up sending us an Instagram message mm-hmm. on there. So um, super nice guys from West Virginia. Um, shout out to Josh Perry. So super nice guys to reach out to us. And, and me just not wanting to just whatever you want to call it about the podcast, he just asked me about having that pin hoodie hat on. And I said, yeah, we had Dave on the podcast here a while back, and then that's how he found it. Yeah. So he sent the Instagram message, and Watson screenshot it and or copied and pasted it and sent it to me and Blaine. So I called that guy that that day when we went out to grab some lunch, and um, he was super nice and sent us pins and 
told us where he heard birds. So now from there, you're into this is on day two. Uh, no, this is day one. That's what I, I, one. I was okay. backing up to that. I, I forgot to mention that before we got down there and got on that bird. Now, after you left that bird, what happened next? Did you go into to try and seek? Yeah, I know you went into seek mode. Did you find anything that afternoon, or did, was it pretty dry? Um, well, we kept we kept riding, and um, we actually we no we went up to town and got some gas. I mean, you got to imagine this. This is half a day the next day we're already out of gas yeah and uh, that's how much driving we put in so we we filled up with gas and when we went inside and met this met this uh the lady that worked there was very helpful and uh we were just asking where would you send somebody and um then we met this older gentleman that come in there and we asked him the same thing and he was y'all told, at a restaurant or a store? no just a gas station oh, okay yeah, just right. a service station and um he came in there and um we asked him where would you send somebody so he kind of told us and we weren't we hadn't been far from there so we went down there and um checked it out from there but i wish i'd have got that guy's name you remember that guy's name blaine i don't think we even got his name we just he just showed us on the phone on the hunt stand app uh where to go where he he said he hunted down there and and his cousin lived down there and there was a lot of birds down there and super super helpful i mean it kind of but when you're hunting in an area like that at the million and a half acres you're like oh that looks good well it might look good, but there's no turkey there. So it was almost like too big, you know. Like you couldn't zero in on anywhere because you felt like, well, what if I drive over the hill? Then there, it might be full of turkeys, you know. And so, I mean, it was nice that the, the locals out there seemed really helpful. Even the other guys that we met out there had talked to the locals, and they kind of tried to guide them which way to go. Now, when you were in town, how far from where you were hunting was town? Um, was it pretty close? Thirty minutes. Yeah, a bunch of towns. Yeah, you hit a lot of little small towns on the way down there from Rapid City. Well, I, well, you go through once you leave Rapid City. We went down. We got through Hill City and we go to Custer and we were hunting around uh, Pringle, which sometimes my phone would say Pringle on a picture or sometimes it would say Hot Springs, depending on where we we're at. Um, but we were more in Custer when this guy led us to it. We were on the east side of Custer, so we were probably less than ten miles from the Wyoming state line where this guy had sent us, and. Um, I wish I could. I wish I'd have got that guy's information because he said he does a make a wish hunt for kids, okay. and um, that was pretty interesting. But he kind of told us some tips, like just kind of where to go. And so we went down this long gravel road and just rode it. And, it, and once we turned on the road, we're like, "This is where we need to be." Right. It just felt like we were at home. It wasn't just a big, big hills. It was kind of rolling, big pines. Everything up there makes you feel like you're home in those big pine trees. So we ride down through there and get to a certain point. We turn around, and come back, and then we just take off walking, and we try to strike them. That's the only thing we know to do. Yeah. And we get down there, and we got a little tired, so we 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 put the brakes on it and took us a nap. It's just day one. Uh, yeah. So we took us a nap, and then we got up, kept walking, and got back to the truck, and Dad had found something on his hunt stand, and he said, let's go down this road. And uh, they were logging back there. And to tell the story that I'll get onto on the, on the third day um, – was it the third day? I think, yeah, third day, I think. Anyways, but you got there's a lot of cattle crossings there. And I don't know if it's for the cattle, but every road you go down has a cattle crossing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's for the cattle, elk, buffalo, bison, whatever you'll call them. Um, but they're everywhere. So you go through there, and they're logging at the back of it. They're pulling log trucks out. Well, we see this little road, and we pull out through there. And uh, we could tell that road stays along, along on top of a ridge. And uh, we get out through there, and we get out and call, and we're – we're kind of like, man, where do we go? We don't, we don't know where to go. It's just so much to look over. 
and uh, we get out and Blaine calls a little bit. We didn't hear nothing, and and uh, we decided to pull on down that road and. And actually, it was a it was an ATV trail that somebody had knocked the gate over on. Oh wow! So, so we just we just kind of kept going on it. So we're like, maybe we won't get in trouble. So we go down there, and uh, we actually pull up on a gobbler, and he takes off running. Oh gosh! Yeah, he was standing in the middle of the road. So we just stop, and uh, we get out. We get in there, and sit up on this bird for a little while, and he's not a uh, he don't gobble or anything. So we split up. Me and Dad go down down this mountain, and uh, Blaine goes back. Pass the truck the other way. We're going to try to roost something. It's, it's getting on up in the day. So we go down through there, me and Dad do, and we get up on this beautiful ridge. Beautiful. I mean, you can see. If I may be completely wrong about this, but I'm about 199% sure that we can see the Rockies through our, oh, wow. yeah, through our uh, binoculars. So we get down there, and we're texting back and forth, and I finally get out that hot dog, that Randy Anderson hot dog <laughs> coyote call. And uh, I had to use that the night before, too, but I got it out on that special occasion. Dad, didn't, Dad looked at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I blowed that thing, man. He gobbled right down below us, didn't he? <laughs> I mean, it was just, right, just right after it. So I tried to drop a pin as close as I could to it. And it's, you know, it's probably, I think we told Blaine we'd pick him back up at 7.15. So it's probably 6.30, and we had a good little hike back. So we hiked back and got him and went over to another spot. I found an elk shed over there. Wow! Didn't even take a picture of it. What? Nope. Stuck Golly. it up. Stuck it up in a stump and left it for somebody was else. Was it big? Well, it had four or five points, didn't it? Yeah, it was about that tall. About wow. four foot tall. Dang! I just stuck it up in a stump. Well, you're going to get better about that fishing. I would love to have seen that. Did you bring that deer shed back? <laughs> no, we left it in the back of that Dodge. Was it? Was <laughs> that it? was that was that was payment for the hell we gave it? <laughs> was it a pretty good shed? That it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. It was, uh, I mean, it was probably a decent eight. All right, so that's day two. Yep. Or are we still? No, we're still one? day one evening, right? Yeah, day, yeah, that's day one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we had done that, and Blaine didn't hear none, so that's when we went out there and we we tried to get out of this big old meadow, man. And and I don't know why I didn't take a picture of that elk shed, but <laughs> like I told Fowler about it, and Fowler said, you know, somebody will come along and see that elk shed sticking up in that stump and say, how in the world did that get there? <laughs> <laughs> now. Did y'all eat Dairy Queen again that night? <laughs> we did. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ugh. Ugh. I don't even want to think about that. That was the only thing open. Did you have a blizzard, Blaine? I did not have a blizzard. Dad man. had a blizzard the first day. <laughs> All right, yeah. milkshake. Oh, me. So y'all go back to the room, go to bed. 10 o'clock, I guess, y'all yes, are back yes. again. Yeah. Probably closer to 11. Back up at 3 a.m. again? Back up at yes. yeah. Did y'all ever think about, like, Maybe we should get a hotel closer down here. Yeah, we probably – I mean, it crossed my mind, but I didn't know how to cancel that. And if we get our money back, right. I, didn't, I didn't want to just waste money. I hear you. You know? So – But, yeah, too. definitely. <laughs> we, it, it crossed our mind just to sleep in the back of the truck a few times, I think. But, hey, speaking of, that first morning was 29 degrees. There was frost on the ground. That's crazy. So, day two, we're out. We're struck out again. Well, we had the one roosted. From we had that one roosted. One. No, yeah, the, from the, that afternoon, we had that one roosted. So you go into day two, you light out. Let me say light out, not strike out like yeah. you're missing out on turkeys. Day two, you strike out. You go back to that same place where you put the hot dog on him? Yes. <clears throat> All right. We we take off. We, we park a little further back on that service road from where that gate was down. 
Now, mind you, this we pull through this. Cap- How sore is your legs at this point? <laughs> They're not bad. Not bad. No, this is this is kind of downhill from where we chase this bird. So you, we go across this cattle gate. There's a metal gate up there, and they're like I said, they're logging back there. And then we go out there and we take a ride on a dirt road and keep going. And then somebody had knocked over the fence for the ATV trail, so we just took it upon ourselves to drive through it and park. So we take off. Don't know exactly where this bird is, mind you. Now this is downhill. Um, now we had to come back out of the truck, but it's probably three and a half miles down there. Ooh-wee. So we get down there and it's, it's breaking daylight. Like I said, it gets daylight there at five o'clock and, um, we get down there and sit down. I, I told them, I said, let's just sit down here somewhere. And we sit down and he gobbles as soon as we sit down. So we make our move. He's on down the road. We make our move and this bird hits the ground and gobbles. And when these birds, when these birds move, they don't just move like a Georgia Eastern bird. They move. Uh, they're, they're picking up hundreds of yards. And then we get, we get down there, and I, we, the last time he gobbled, we're thinking, we're getting close. So we set the fan out there in front of us, and we get in this old stump. And I'll, I'll have to show you some pictures. We'll try to upload them. But we get down this old blow-down tree, and we get, get in there and nestle ourselves in there, and it's probably the best setup that we have all, right. all week. But um, the bird, I think he meets up with another bird or – I don't know exactly what he does, but we we I think he had some hens with him because we could hear some hens down there whenever he came off the roost. Yeah, he he went just south of us and then or below us, and then another gobbler came in there with him, and they kind of gobbled. So we we kind of snuck down there on up in the day and made our way, and we actually got him to strike off again. And there was there was a meadow around the corner, and we tried to get down there to him. And when we did, we had to sneak down this ditch, and we crawled down this ditch for probably a hundred yards. And then Blaine crawled up on this hill, and we don't know where they went at this point. Yeah. Hard hunting where you don't know the terrain, I guess. First time challenge going out there and trying to figure out where where to go. Jack did just show me pictures of that setup, and that was we – were, We were in there. Yeah. <laughs> we were tucked in there. <laughs> that was a good setup. Um, but the, the way that – like you said, Alex, you don't know the terrain. You don't know the way those roads go. And the way they gobbled, you don't know the way that – I think the way the sound comes up, some of those hollers or goalies, whatever they, they call them, goalies out there, but how they come up through there, you don't know how far those birds are because they have a different sound. They don't have a big thundering sound like an eastern do. They have more of a a babble, like a like a if you've ever heard one in a pen. It's just kind of a long – it's like a high-pitched little babble. It's not like a – I don't know. It's just different to describe do you, until you do hear you, it. Do you think he was gobbling and then pitching on down the ridge – gobbling again and then maybe pitching on or do you think he was just walking i think they just fast? walked that fast really yeah yes they That's are crazy. yeah like, i think i think they walked that fast because he he would gobble and and like here one gobbles in a couple of minutes later he'll gobble them in the same area but 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 they was gobbling and then the next time they gobble they might almost be out of hearing within really? a few minutes yeah you remember how dave dave said yeah. on a, dave said on one podcast he said you know a georgia bird has a point a and point b a Merriam has a point A and no point B, and they don't roost in the same spot. We figured that out later on. But they're, they're – I don't know if it's because maybe there's more predators or bigger predators or there's more pressure. I don't know what it is. But, man, they got some wheels on them out there, buddy. So you're in day two. No go on day two in the morning. How the afternoon go? So we we split up, and uh, Blaine goes one way. We, we look on our hunt stand. Luckily, we have enough service. The service is terrible. But you could still look on hunt stand and see kind of where the roads. So we decided to split up and see if we could strike some birds or something. 
So Blaine goes one way, and me and Dad go the steep way. <laughs> and, man, we hike out of there. And it, we, it's two roads that come back together towards the truck. So as we're hiking back to the truck, um, we get up there, and, of course, we don't hear nothing. But, it, man, it's windy that day. That's that's Friday, and it is windy. And uh, we finally get to the truck and uh, head to go get Blaine. And we go around that uh, gate that we had came through and get back to that metal gate. And it's up. It's locked. <laughs> oh, locked. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. My first thought was I'm about to get my shotgun and waste a bullet right here on this lock. But they have these wooden, like, cross-like fences up. But they have the ATV part, so they lock that gate so a truck can't go through it, but an ATV can go around the side. Luckily, that old Dodge squeezed right <laughs> <around> there. <laughs> if not, I was about to waste a number five somehow with some safety glasses on or something. Oh, Golly. But I got a story to go for that on – uh, day three. Yeah, we get into that. Yeah. So, so you go around it, pick up Blaine. Y'all just y'all. Day two is pretty much. We go to town. We're like we're like kind of gas. We want to get something. We got some something, something to eat. Besides Dairy Queen and and snacks. So we go up to the frontier 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 grill, and um, we decided, hey, we we messed with this bird on the day one, and I heard him the first evening. Let's go back over and try to mess with this bird. So we we get our stuff and go over there. And part, we kind of go in a different way. We go in the road instead of crossing these hills. We get over there where he had roosted, and I said, well, let's just go over there and deer hunt him. I mean, this is this is what it's going to take. We're just going to have to get up in there and sit down. So we go up there and find us a nice place to sit down. It's probably what, Blaine, 3 o'clock when we sit down? Yeah, probably 3. Yeah. And we probably, we just goofed off there. Somebody took him a nap. Um, <laughs> we just, we just kind of chilled out, you know, just relaxing, just to kind of enjoy it and taking it in. And it was probably Blaine looked at me one time. I think he asked asked me around five or something like, "What time did you hear start hearing that gobble?" I said, "I think it was between five thirty and six. So it got closer, and I I started barely calling, just real light, real light calling. And uh, he gobbled, and he was on the next hill to the left of us, and we were like, "Oh my god!" You know, it's my heart. It's my workout. So he gobbled, and he kind of like got closer, and we were like, "Dad looked at me one time. He's like, he's coming." And um, I guess he just come far enough off the hill to kind of get our attention. Before you know it, dude, he was out of hearing. Golly. This was this was like within 10 or 15 minutes, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was. he was right there on the other ridge, and then the next thing you know, gone. So. That's crazy. Then we start hearing this hen, what turned, <laughs> out, what turned out to be someone. And I guess they had heard this bird too, and they come in kind of below. Yeah. But we're thinking, so we're kind of like calling back and forth with them. We never seen them until it got later. Never probably, never crossed my mind anything about that bird. And I don't even know what time, do you know what time it was, Blaine? Probably about 6.30, Yeah, The bird had worked its way back around to us, and we didn't, we didn't know it. I mean, we were sitting there ready. We wasn't goofing off or nothing. But, man, all of a sudden, I'm looking at Blaine, and he gobbles. And he couldn't have been more than sixty yards in front of us. Holy cow! Yeah, and I look at I look at Blaine. <laughs> Tell him about my face, Blaine. <laughs> oh, I'll never forget the look on his face when that we were just sitting there, kind of leaned over, looking at each other, like kind of whispering. And when that bird gobbled, I think both of us looked like somebody just shot us. We was like, "Holy cow! He's caught us with our pants down. Now what are we gonna do?" <laughs> so we we were all on alert. Dad was looking. And uh, mic dad up real quick. He's Mike. Yeah. Um, 
so we're sitting there and we could hear a noise off to dad's right now we're sitting on this peak it's it drops off very severe on each side and there's a big saddle in front of us so i it's to me it sounded like he was right dead in that saddle Lane kind of thought he was around to the right a little bit like he had circled us and then we start hearing this noise and it's just we start seeing this white and we went in there and uh, i thought it was a little purr going along <laughs> with that from the turkey and feeding along but at the end of it it had a little whistle <laughs> and, and it come walking around the corner and had a big old moose calf oh it was oh, a moose yeah so about four or five hundred pounds but, but first one i ever seen but as we're right in your face jack 25 yards oh god <laughs> but when, when that thing comes around like when it's coming because that hill's so steep when it's coming all i see is white so my first thought was man that's a fan and i'm i'm getting ready to pull the trigger on some and that thing comes over through there but I didn't really – it didn't really cross my mind, and I never called on that bird because I thought he was just going to show up. But it never crossed my mind, and I may be completely wrong, but that bird probably had a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. And if that bird heard that elk over there walking around those woods and couldn't see it, because the next time he gobbled, he was back over there three or 400 yards from us. And 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 I don't know if that bird heard that elk. Maybe he didn't. Maybe, maybe he just sensed that, hey, I gobbled, nothing's here. We'll never know. Mm-hmm. But – that was my. That was all three of us first time seeing an elk. Was it big? She was big. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it was a she. She didn't. It didn't have no horns or antlers on it. Wow. So we just we watched her walk her out through there, and we we Blaine had been video, and he he had it. He had video. I had my video, but the turkey had gobbled right there in front of us. Yeah. So we didn't want to grab our phone. Oh, yeah. And start video in that way. Wow. So day two ends <laughs> with a shebang. Well, then we see the guys walking. Oh, out. Oh, y'all saw them. Yeah. So. They go out yeah, there. They, go. Was down, they was down below us, and we thought it, there was hens down there because we couldn't see down there. It was so steep. And, and then all of a sudden, I'm just looking over on the, the side of the ridge, probably 150 yards away, and I see this dude pop out. And I'm like, what, what in the world? Then I see another guy pop out. And so then I told Nick, I'm like, there's two guys over there. And so I guess they had heard that gobbler and just came down there and set up and started calling him. And we, we thought that, you know, there was hens down there. And, and you know, that eventually the go- they was probably going to meet up with a gobbler and roost, but it ended up being two guys that, you now, know. Did y'all see, did y'all ever talk to those guys? Well, yes. I okay. think so. Yeah, it's, it's, it's coming. <laughs> All right, so day two. Yep. We're we're done. Yep. We, uh, we finally eat something besides Dairy Queen. Or did y'all have that for supper again? No, that was the night we got Pizza Hut, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, Blaine had called an order to pizza from Pizza Hut, so – they closed at nine too, so we had to haul. We were down in Pringle then on the south side of Pringle, so we had to haul butt back to Custer, which was about a 25, 20 minute ride. So we got we got that piece and just stayed in on the way, you know. I mean, you know, like I said, thank God for those camel bags. Blaine brought that up that, you know, we should bring we should take those out there. And then he brought those hydration. You seen those hydration um, IV packs? Mm-mm. We were drinking those in the morning just to just because we felt like we were losing electrolyte, even though it was cold. I mean, we were we were wearing thermals. Out there in the mornings, it was so cold. Yeah, but so you go into day three. So yeah, day three. Day three was at this point. Have you just kind of like I got to, I got to, you know, because you're hunting five days, right? Five full days or four? Just three, three full days. Three full days. Yeah. So so now we're going into Saturday. Okay. So you're Saturday's our last day. day. Okay. So are you just thinking hail mary, go for broke, or is it well? so when we had met when we had met that Josh Perry, like I said, he sent that message and I had called him. 
So as our – maybe that was on the way out that night. I can't remember, Blaine. I think it was on the way out before we went to Pizza Hut. We had went over. No, no you you called him at lunch when I was at the – yeah, but we went over and checked it. Yeah, but we went over and checked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we went over and checked his spot with those points that he had dropped us. We went over and um, blowed the hot dog, and um, we, which we, we could, probably couldn't hear anything if it was, unless it was sitting in our pocket because the wind was so bad. But So it was time to make a decision from there. And as, as we were riding, we, we really didn't bring it up, I don't think, until we, we eat. And I think everybody was probably thinking the same thing, you know, where do we go? And we got we've heard two birds or three birds, two in one spot, one in another, and uh, these guys had gave us a location where two birds were. So, but we didn't know that terrain, which they were close to the road where yeah. they had marked it. So on the ride back, Blaine said, "I think we just need to go in there after those birds that we fooled with that morning," mm-hmm. and that was our decision, and that's the way we left it. So y'all went into sa- uh, Saturday morning, which yep. is your third and final day, and we knew Saturday was going to be a a tough one. Was weather flipped. Well, the, the the birds wasn't responding. Like, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't get a bird to strike. I mean, if you you could walk through, and I'm convinced that if you would have been if he'd have been looking at you and you'd have been looking at him, him being that close that he wasn't going to gobble. So our my strategy had kind of shifted to like, okay, we know these two gobblers are in here deep, and let's go deer hunt them. I mean, it seemed yeah. like our calling was pushing them away. So we know. They they came down off the roost and worked this road out to the first meadow, then the second meadow. So I'm thinking they're going to do the exact same thing the next day. So let's just go in there and set up on the meadow, and we'll see what we can do with them. But I'll let Nick tell how that worked out. <laughs> so we, so we, we from where we had went in off top of that mountain on Friday morning, we walked down. And like I said, we'd split up that day at lunch, and Blaine had went down the road, and we, me and Dad went back out. We knew it was going to be a little bit easier walking – because they had to shut that gate on us. Now, if we'd have parked at that gate, it would have been like a six-mile hike in there. Yeah. Now, from where Blaine come out, it was going to be three and a half miles in there to where those birds were at. Mm-hmm. So we made the decision, that's what we're going to do. So we parked at that gate, and we knew it was going to be a hike, in, which it wasn't bad walking. It really wasn't because we was on that road, and we just knew it was going to be a long walk. So we it got was, a, It was about, what, about an hour and 30 minutes of straight yeah, walking. Yeah, just straight walking. And we only we, only, we didn't stop many times at all. And we, we lit out in there, and, it, and I mean, it's, it's getting daylight as we're walking through there, and we, we actually hear a hen as we're walking in. And then we get all the way back there to where we set up on this field, and like Blaine said, we're, we're going we're gonna to set up on these jokers, and we're going to deer hunt them. We're going to wait for them to come right down that road. We're going to shoot them right in the face. Yeah. <laughs> well, we get set up, and we wore all of our thermals in there, and we sweated to death. <laughs> <laughs> so we get in there, and it's, it's like 40 degrees. Well, we start – we're getting cold. But the birds start gobbling. We had met. We had passed them on the way in. Oh man! And they start. They were gobbling. Like I said, they don't probably a mile from where they had roosted the night before. Yeah, they don't. They're not eastern birds. They don't roost in the same spot. So we sat there probably for I don't know two hours. Never made a call. And they gobbled a pretty good bit. One time it was double and triple gobbling. It sounded like <laughs> Dad's over there fumbling with clothes and. He's about to build. A, he's about to build a fire over there. My hand, my hands were freezing and shaking, and we finally got up and we walked up the road a little ways from where he had come the day where we had came the day before, and we hiked around and finally got those birds to strike, and we were up on this big mountaintop, got them to strike and took off after them, and we were going back out the road we came in on. We didn't know exactly where they were, so we sat down 
looking down this road because Blaine had bumped one. We didn't say that before, but he had bumped one on Friday on the way out. So we set up thinking they might be out there in this little meadow. So we sit there, and we don't really know where they're at, but there's a big hill to our left. I mm-hmm. mean, steep. And uh, I started whipping on that call, and that joker gobbled. The Both of them gobbled there together. Man, they gobbled. They had to be sitting right there on top of that hill looking at us. They gobbled two or three times. I cut at them. We flipped around there, and our necks were killing us because we were trying to look up that hill. It was so steep. It was. Let's it not was, call it, that a hill. Let's call that a cliff. <laughs> it was. And uh, you could tell those birds were kind of working away from us. And I, I looked at them. I said, we got to get to the top of that hill. I believe if we get on top of that hill, we, sh- we call. I believe they'll come right back over here. So, man, we <laughs> we left all of our stuff there, and we took off. And Blaine took off running, and and uh, I was behind him. I wasn't running, but I was behind him. Dad was behind me. And, <clears throat> hell, it seemed like it took us 30 minutes to get up that thing. <laughs> that thing had to be, I don't know, four or 500 foot long. Wow. And it was straight up. And uh, by the time we get up there on top, me and Blaine's standing there, and Dad gets up there and just falls straight down. <laughs> Doesn't worry you thin, had you, Jack. Yeah, you got to remember, we've got two. 30-year-olds up against 60 years old. <laughs> right. I, I stopped four times going up the side of that mountain. I said, go on. Hold out, man. Leave me. Leave me. He was breathing. It, it was having a, he was having a cough. And When you fall when you fall down up there, you don't have far to fall. You, you're already like this. So. <laughs> you're already leaning up. You're already leaning. So he, was, he was laying on his belly trying to cough and catch his breath. And, and uh, Blaine looked around at me and, He's like, okay. I said, yeah, I think he's he's just trying to catch his breath. He's trying to cough so he don't scare him off. So we gather ourselves together and um, tell tell him Blaine real quick about you going up that hill. I I got started up the hill and 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 I've actually gotten better shape because I knew we was going out there. So when I see the hill, I'm I'm going to the top and I'm stopping because if I stop, then I'll I'll change my mind. I lose my momentum, so I take off and I'm. I get I get going. I'm looking down. I'm kind of at a slow slow jog, maybe a fast walk, climbing. And I'm thinking, man, I got to be close to the top. My look up. And I'm like a quarter of the way up, and I'm like, oh no. So I, I stopped and waited on Nick and Jack, and I'm like, y'all y'all wanna wait? Are y'all good or what? And they're like, no, just go on. So so I took off again. I didn't stop till I got to about ten feet from the top because I didn't know where those turkeys was going to be. And right. man, when I got to the top. Like I, my chest was hurting so bad, I'm thinking I'm gonna have a heart attack right here on the hill and die. I mean, like, I, I pushed it way too hard. You know, I should have just paced myself and came up this hill. But but I'm bad about that. I want to push, 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 and get it over with. And that was a mistake, man. I uh, it, it hurt. I mean, I had like, my head was pounding, and I'm like, goodness gracious. Yeah. I don't think and, Nick. And, and Nick left one thing out when he got whenever he finally got up there to the top of the hill. We, I said these turkeys because we'd been. At that point in time, we would begin getting frustrated because nothing was nothing was working. I mean, it was like the deer hunting wasn't working, the the calling wasn't working, nothing was working. And it's like the more you called to the birds, you know, the guy on the plane that we met on the way out there is, oh man, you can't ever call them birds. They like to be called to, you know, they like it. You know, you can't ever call to them. So, so we're, by then we're getting frustrated. And so when Nick came up there, I said. If them birds don't come in here, I'm going back to the truck. I, I'm not. I'm not chasing these birds three or four miles and then having them just keep gobbling every now and then and then running off. So, so then we 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 went up on top of the hill there and, and, and set up on them and called and then. Yeah, we did. They, <clears throat> do what? Go ahead. We didn't know how far they were when we started calling, and uh, when we got we finally got set up there and got our breath and 
we started calling. They wouldn't do nothing. I tried to hit some fighting purrs. I just tried to do anything to bring them back at that point because that was the highest peak right there. And uh, we got up. We were, dang, I don't know where they're at. So we just kind of walked over the hill there. And um, I started calling that mouth call kind of aggressive, and they gobbled. And, man, it seemed like they were halfway up the other side of that mountain already. That's how fast they moved. And I started cutting thousand yards away in probably 15 minutes yeah Yeah. they don't play around and i kept cutting at them i got them to gobble probably three or four more times and they sound like they kind of kind of turn around and come back but man i think at that point they were playing with us and and um we basically we basically that was kind of the end of that journey and we knew it was time to get back by then it was pushing one o'clock and um we were ready to go get something to eat so so you come back to the truck then we hiked back on out to the truck. Had to go back down to get our stuff. We had to shed some fleece. Uh, we still had that fleece on. We were <laughs> burning up. We had basically went in three seasons that day. I mean, yeah. we went from we went from pretty cold and windy that morning. We got in there being wet. We froze to death. My fingers were freezing. They were numb. And then by the time I came off that mountain, man, I was in a short sleeve shirt walking out. If Blaine would have died on top of that mountain, he'd still be laying there because y'all, you and Jack, wasn't gonna carry him out. <laughs> we rolled that. We rolled that big log over him. It, his heart was a beating, but my whole body that, was shaking. I was trembling <laughs> the ground when I was I laid down there. I'm like, <laughs> oh, Jack was about to about to give up the ghost at that point. So we headed on out of there, man. We went back to the truck. Um, we decided we we're gonna go to town and get us something to eat and maybe hit one more spot for the afternoon and call it done. So we went up to Custer and we we was hungry and. We wanted to go to this fine establishment up there for a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> it ain't no, uh, it ain't no Playblow or Cantina or ain't nothing like that. Right, right home too. Lord no, man. You had to ask for chips and salsa. They didn't have queso. Lane asked for. Uh, my, <laughs> I asked for no. I asked for a quesadilla with chicken and cheese. She said no vegetables. I said no chicken and cheese. She brings my quesadilla out, and it's got lettuce sprinkled all over top of it. And I said, I didn't want lettuce. She said, you said no vegetables. He, he said, well, wiped, what is the lettuce? He wiped it right <laughs> on the on the table. And that quesadilla looked like something I made at home. It was Just terrible. shredded cheese it, it, it in the microwave. The, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. It had, it had like the, the chicken that you can buy at the chicken. store in the package. Yeah, canned chicken that you put in the microwave. <laughs> so, oh, gosh. So we, we'd leave that, and um, – I said, man, you got to stop that store. I got to get something else to eat. <laughs> <laughs> so I pull in that store, and we're, uh, I just pulled right up next to the gas pump because we need to clean the truck out. And um, there's these old boys there in, in a ta- uh, Tahoe or something. And I don't even know how this conversation sh- sprung up. But they started telling us that they had been to Nebraska and Wyoming. And, and um, I think I, I don't remember. I think I told him about the podcast. I think that's what it was. Because he had told us he was from Georgia. He was down south. And then he had told um, he told me he had worked for NWTF. And um, he had done some calling competitions and organized those. He knew KT. Um, his name was Josh Webb. Okay. And um, and I got his number. I said, I said let me get your number, man. I, you know, I like to pick your brain about some of these states and stuff. So we leave the gas station and we're headed back. We're, 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 we decided let's get closer to the hotel. So and then we want to go by and see Mount Rushmore. So as we're riding down through there, I text that guy. I said, "Hey, thanks. You know, I said this is the podcast name. I said thanks for uh, thanks for the chat there. Y'all be safe." They were driving down to Denver, and um, the guy texts me and he said, "Let me pull it up real quick, Alex. You can ask Blaine something if you want." Blaine, it, now as bad as that Mexican was, 
did uh what'd you get to eat at the at the store when you went there did you get a honey bun or a, a fudge rail I, I i cut out the honey buns i ain't had a honey bun in probably three months I, Lord. I got trail mix. <laughs> oh you got trail mix trail a little sunflower i would have rather i would have rather just laid out there on that mountain and caught my breath and eat trail mix i had went to maria's microwave <laughs> <laughs> is that what the name of it was maria's microwave <laughs> it was maria's mexican <laughs> he made we left out to Nick, I said, that's maria's microwave not maria's mexican <laughs> So oh. and forty five minutes to fifty minutes to get her to get you and, food, and there was just one other people table in the place. Um, so I text this guy, and I just basically said, "Hey, this is the name of the podcast." I said, "Safe travels." He said, "Hey, thanks, man. Nice to meet you." I said, "You as well." Just curious, were you hunting a four wheeler trail yesterday near a timber cut? Did you get locked in? <laughs> oh, man. He said, we saw a truck that looked like, just like yours in there. And I said, man, matter of fact, we did. I said, we were able to squeeze through that gate. And um, he said, yeah, we had drove in. And um, he said, we drove in there, and it was open. He said, we, we got lucky and passed a park ranger, and she let us through the gate. And he said, I told that park ranger lady that there's another truck back there, and she just said, oh, well. <laughs> and uh, and uh, my text back to him, I said, I had – I had already planned on shooting that lock if I couldn't get through that ATV trail. <laughs> so he just laughed at it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just funny how you meet people like that. But yeah. we're, Blaine left, and he said, that's the same two guys we've seen walking up that hill. <laughs> so that's that how was, that, that was the two guys that was down below us calling that we thought was a hen. So that's it's just, it's just funny how, you know, how stuff like that works out. But those guys are very helpful. And, um, you know, shout out to those guys because they were willing to help us. And Hunter – Called me Sunday night and we got back. Hunter Young did, and he's headed out to. Uh, he was out, headed out. He was sitting in the airport, headed to Colorado, and um, and I told him to give that give that guy a call, and I sent him his number, and he was more helpful to. He uh, dropped some pins and showed Hunter where to go. That's pretty cool that you you know small circles. Yep. yep. And how That's people right. are helpful with each other, especially going out of state and running into somebody. That's wild. You ran into somebody from Georgia. Yep. And we sent another truck there from Georgia too, but we didn't get to talk to him. That's pretty neat. So Maria's microwave. Avoid a r- Maria's microwave in a custard. Custard. At all costs. Yes, sir. <laughs> but, oh, so we man. went. We went on. We went on about a day that day, and we rode by rail, Mount Rushmore. We didn't pull in. We just took a picture from the outside and went over to another spot we had kind of seen on the first day, and it, it just didn't pan out. We walked up to another spot. And just we just we done a good closing up there. We just we done a video, which we ain't, I ain't dropped it on YouTube yet, but. We done a closing and it was still daylight and we we called the South Dakota tripping in. Went and enjoyed a beautiful steak. Did y'all go eat something? Yeah, we went to Texas Roadhouse and bellied up, boy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hadn't eaten nothing good in three days. <laughs> Thank you, Blaine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a So you you know, you made the trip out there and it through through the adversity and everything else, what was what was the one thing that stuck out in your mind over anything to you through the trip that was just that one thing that, that kind of completed it for you was it the people you were with there or was it i mean what was it um i mean i may still blame thunder on this but probably when he pulled those pictures of his kids it drew out okay all <laughs> right that was cool <laughs> when we were sitting we were sitting there that morning he actually got those but i shot that video in the afternoon but um i don't know it's just i get in such a hurry when i go to those places if i go somewhere new i want to know everything about it right then and there you taking a sip, not a drink. Yeah, I was about to say, well, Dave Owens told yeah. you, take yeah. a drink. Yeah, I know, but I, I get in a hurry because I want to learn the land. Yeah. And I want to know where to go, and I, and I want to be successful. How many hundred thousand acres is that place? 1.2 1. 1. million. Yeah, so, I mean, you're never going to see it all. Mm-mm. 
You just got to take in what but, you can. But like Blaine said, it's so big that you don't like everything looks the same. You don't know where to go. It's a daunting task to try to do that. Yeah. Do you think you would go back? Um, no, I think I, I think I would put some other stuff on the radar right now before that. Um, I believe if I went back, I might just take my chances and go early season and try to get on them for the pressure does. Yeah, I think the pressure was a big thing. That held yeah, but I back. think opening weekend out there, they had like a foot of snow. Wow. So, you never know the conditions. That's what they told us, you know, when we started looking and booked up. So, Blaino, for you, what was the what was the big thing that, that kind of stuck out for you for the whole trip? Um, You know, probably just being away. I mean, we was, like I said, at one time we was probably four miles from the nearest road. Uh, there was two gravel roads that ran basically parallel, so – at one time, we was like four miles from a road, and, you know, my phone rings all the time at home. So, being out there, I was probably 20 miles from phone service most of the time. You know, and, and one day we were sitting there, and, and you know, and, and, you know, we never really talked about being frustrated. It was just like, man, I wish these birds would cooperate. But, you know, I looked at Nick, and I'm like, you know, man, but at the end of the day, we're, we're in South Dakota turkey hunting, you know. Like, I mean – some people don't even have the opportunity to do this. So yeah. for me, you know, it's just like, you know, take, take being able to take it all in. I mean, you know, there, we, 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 we had walked out a couple different ways that the last day that we was in there and we, we came across uh, some big ridges and had this awesome views. And, and so, you know, uh, it just, just, just being out there, um, you know, of course I had done got mad, you know, because the turkeys didn't cooperate. So right. when we walked to that last bird, I told Nick, I said, we're going Western on this thing. I'm crawling. I'm cat, whatever. If this bird cooperates, we're going to, we're going to throw the kitchen sink at it, you know, but, but at the end of the day, you know, I mean, it's just, you're out there and you're having fun, you know, you get caught up in, man, I want to kill a Merriam turkey, you know, but, but then, you know, but we're in South Dakota taking in, you know, uh, beautiful scenes and, you know, I, I I know Nick's heard this story, but it, I took my oldest daughter turkey hunting last year, and I had to leave some land to take her. And so it's a big deal. I get her up, and we go over there, and, and we get there, and there's a car parked at the gate. And I'm like, you know, I'm the only person that turkey hunts. This is pretty much my property. So I, I thought maybe it was on another hunting club. So we start walking down this road, and, and there's one just down there hammering. And I'm thinking, man, this is awesome. You know, I got her with me. You know, we'll kill a bird. And so we sit down, and I start calling the bird, and, the bird's coming straight up to us, and I'm telling her, be still, be still. Well, somebody shoots the bird right down below us, and so I get up, and we walk down there, and, you know, me and the guy kind of have it out a little bit because he's not supposed to be there. But the moral of the story was is when we got back to the truck, you know, I'm thinking that she's probably like, man, that, you know, that wasn't any fun, that, that, that you know. But the first thing she said was, hey, Daddy, since we're out here, do you think we can have a snack? <laughs> and, and so, I mean – the 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 moral is not about the snack. It's just like she was having so much fun just being out there, you know. That it didn't matter if we kill that bird. So I mean, I want to kill, I want to kill those birds. But uh, you know, at the same time, it's like you know, you're making memories and you're 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 just seeing stuff you've never seen. And and to me, you know, that's that's what it's all about. I mean, I I would have loved to went and killed a bird, but you know, we learned some stuff while we was out there. And, like Nick said, I don't know that would be my my first choice going back. You know, had I went out there and the turkeys been gobbling like everybody said they was going to. I mean, there were the, the locals was telling us to pull up and slam the truck door, pull up and blow the horn. It's like, you know, and I can't tell you how many times I heard before we went, "Oh, those Merriams are dumb, man. They'll gobble at anything." You know, if you if you can't go out there and kill one, then you, you know it's like a hundred percent success rate. And I'm like, 
cool. You know, I'm thinking we're going to be in meadows and we're going to be picking out which turkey we want to shoot. <laughs> you know, but that that's, that just wasn't the case. And that's all right. You know, I mean, you know, it'll, it'll be a trip we, we can look back on. And it was Jack's first retirement trip. And he had already said it three or four times when we got there, man, it'd be awesome to see an elk. It'd be awesome to see an elk. And sure enough, that elk pops out probably 15 yards from him. So he got to see it. And, About come got and, in his uh, lap, didn't it? Yeah, I asked him when we got in the truck. I said, Jack, if that if that elk would have come right around there in front of us and that gobbler would have come up through that strut, which one you shot? And he's like, I don't know. Uh, probably that elk. <laughs> he said, what would you do? I said, I shot that gobbler's head off. <laughs> oh, well, that's awesome, Blaine. Well, I'm glad you had a good trip out there, and uh, and I, I love the pictures the girls made for you. That was That was pretty cool to see. Did you know they were in your bag? I did. She she draws she draws pictures a lot. Like I'll come home and she'll give me pictures of this. And so before I actually killed a turkey Saturday and Sunday before we left. So she had you know I cleaned that turkey and, and which is the one that's me the one that me and Nick shot down there. Um, but so she had drew me a picture and and she gave it to me and she said you can take this to South Dakota with you. And you could put it on your vest, and, and turkeys will see this turkey out there and, and come do it. And I said, well, I don't know if it quite works like that. I can't put this spot picture on my vest, but I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll fold it up and put it in my, my vest for good luck. And so she said, okay. Within a minute, she came in, and she said, how do you spell Nick's name? And I said, N-I-C-K, and I didn't think much about it. Well, then she came in and handed me one to give to Nick, and, and so I folded them all up and put them in my vest, and and I thought about it one time we was out there, but we were sitting there and, and, you know, actually set up on a turkey or whatever. So then, then the, the last day it hit me, we were sitting there doing kind of like the recap and I'm like, well, let me give you this. So, uh, it's pretty cool, man. You know, uh, uh, all the turkeys in the world don't, don't, don't add up to that. So, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I would love to run out there and kill one, but you know, having having support from them and and all that that's that's what it's all about to me. That that's the good stuff. Not not shooting a turkey. You know, I mean, as Amen. much as I, I'd like to have, that's that's the stuff that makes me go to work every day. You know. <laughs> Yeah, amen to that. That's what that's what it, you you made a memory there, and that that one will last a lifetime for sure. I tell you, as, as much as I enjoy turkey hunting, and, and I have for all the years that I've done it, I don't I don't know why I haven't started doing this sooner. Yeah, Man, I sold mean, yourself I mean, short. I mean, a we've, bit. we've been doing it. We've been doing it deer hunting for the last several years. I don't know why I haven't been taking myself out of state and seeing these places because honestly, I would rather I would rather be out there hunting and seeing those places as I had just riding around and hiking or anything like that and that's a, that's a way for me to get it so i should have been doing that a lot a lot sooner in life well hey never too late to get started oh i'm 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 ready <laughs> yes i've ruined you yes you run on deer hunting now there won't be no more illinois deer hunting for him blaine oh there's gonna be illinois deer hunting. <laughs> i ain't gonna i probably ain't gonna pick up the fall turkey season oh that's good stuff well like Gus says on Lonesome Dove, there ain't nothing better than seeing new country on horseback. Well, it's about that way for turkey hunting, too, because you can get out and walk and, and see it. And, I mean, you're basically hiking and listening. And, and and it's, you know, it's it's different. I mean, you know, when you when you hunt here, you hunt the, the same terrain all the time, and you pretty much, you know, know the terrain. And it, it's a, more, a lot more of a challenge. I mean, like Nick said, those birds was gobbling. And, and I could be totally wrong by saying this, but it don't sound like they're as loud as an eastern so when they're gobbling and you're in hill country 
you're thinking, well, that bird's 600 yards, and then he gobbles again. He's he's went 100 yards on top of the hill, and he's right on you, you know. So it's definitely more challenging. But, I mean, I guess like I told Nick, I said, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not an addict, but turkey hunting's almost almost addictive. I mean, you, you play – if you just play on a PlayStation and – you, you couldn't beat a game. You're going to keep trying and trying and trying until you beat that game. And, and, and you just have to get that feel good about doing it. And that's the way turkey hunting is. I mean, you, you, you try and try and try. I guess that's what the failures keep you going back. If you went and shot a turkey every time you went, then you'd be like, well, this is kind of boring, you know. But it's that, it's that unsuccess that I guess drives you to, to do more and more. That's right. Do you think – do people – can you hunt off side-by-sides out there? I mean, you, you can get permits for them, and that's we seen one that's guy awesome. come by us on camo. I mean, not directly by us, but we seen him coming down the road. So, yeah, you can get those permits, and you can ride. I mean, if you went out there and you had a good place to stay, like one of those, they got little cabins and stuff. We see right, that would be the ticket. You could, you could get one of those, man, and just because you can hit any road on that thing. <laughs> but, but there's, still, there's tons of like forest service roads, and then they have actually trails and all the. There's a lot of that that area there that's fenced in, and we couldn't figure out why. But they've actually got ramps built where you can drive a side by side over the fence into the black, into like the management areas without having to open a gate or anything. Okay. So you could cover lots of ground out there on a side by side. You feel like that? All right. Here's a question I thought of earlier. What's the one thing that y'all noticed going out of state for the first time that you would give somebody as a piece of advice if they wanted to make the same trip to the Black Hills? Anywhere. Oh, I mean, you've been to the Black Hills, so if they were wanting to go to South Dakota, what's the one thing you'd give them as a piece of advice? Get deep. Get deep and get a hotel cl- closer to where you're staying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think all the I seem like all the birds that we found were either in the middle of two roads or like right on the property line of Private and Black Hills. So, and and I think they've been pushed there because of hunting pressure. So. I mean, you know, we thought going out there, we're going to be able to ride up these huge meadows that look like Custer Road through here and fought the Indians, and we're just going to see gobblers and hens everywhere. We only, we only seen a, just a handful of turkeys in, in the fields. I mean, it, it, you would think that they'd be out there strutting in those huge meadows, but they just wasn't. And I don't know why. I mean, you know, as they're pressured, I mean, it, there just wasn't – there was hardly any turkeys. It's almost like that they just knew the roads was there and they stayed – way back so i mean you, you, you what we did just get deep i mean you we was three and a half miles off of, off of gravel road and and those turkeys still wouldn't cooperate man that that's that was one of the things i put on that turkey addiction page what was some advice and that was probably the number one thing people said get ready to walk so you take, think you, take plenty of water and some food and just stay in there and find them the biggest problem i think is out there is like i said there's so many roads you can look on your map that you you know you might you may walk this road out and call, but then over on the next hill there may be another road. So you're kind of spinning your wheels, but it's a long ways from the truck. It ain't like you're gonna hit that road and circle back around to the truck real quick. So yeah. it's I don't I don't know. Just spend longer time out there. Maybe hunt more at the beginning of the season. Maybe you know just watch the weather. Well, there's no doubt you can buy over the counter tags out there. So the good thing with that would be probably is drive out there, see what the weather is, you know, maybe route, ride around if you got the time, see if you see some birds, see if you can put some ears on it before you do it. If you don't, go to one of these other states because you're, you're probably within 30 minutes in Nebraska and you're probably within 20 minutes of Wyoming. And all three of those you can buy over-the-counter tag. 
That's crazy that you're right there in that trifecta like that, and you're 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 able to go. But I, I will tell you this, and 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 I heard after we got back, and I had posted those pictures. I talked to uh, a guy that deer hunts with us in Illinois, that Theo guy. Man, if you want to deer hunt and you can get a tag, go to South Dakota. Really? I, you think yeah. Illinois has got a lot of deer riding around in the afternoon? I bet we've seen between Wednesday afternoon and dark. I bet we counted over 100 deer. I can't. I counted 125. <laughs> Golly, dude, everywhere. Dude. You can't. You can't ride down the road. Man, we're going. We may have taken the bank parking lot in town. Wow. We were, we were in our hotel room and they were just bedded on the side of this big hill. Are they over the counter tag, deer tag, the other two? I don't know. No, I think that's what Theo was telling Lottery. me. Yeah, I think it's hard to get a tag. But I heard of some good bucks out there. It'd be worth a try. Yep. Setting it up. Tee it up. Let's go. Load Where we at? Load the wagon. Where are we at? Hey, Blaine, we know you got a lot going on, man, and, and we definitely appreciate you tuning in with us and giving your side of it. And, uh, hey, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on any show that we do. <laughs> yes, sir, man. I, I appreciate y'all bringing me on, and I, I enjoyed it, and uh, we'll do it again. Maybe maybe next time we'll have a little better little better story. Yeah, well, hey, listen. There's been a there's been a turkey kill on film posted on YouTube that I saw with your name on it. So uh, I got to sit you got to sit there and watch you uh, bang one out. It was it was from a distance, but it was awful good to see you knock one out. So congratulations on that. Well, I appreciate it. Well, uh, stay tuned. We uh, we may have a little more in the works. <laughs> well, hey, I, I I heard about that and I and I hope it happens because I can't wait to Me hear about too. that one. I'm, go, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna fit in your in your suitcase. There you go. <laughs> All right, Blaine. We'll catch right, you thanks, soon. Guys. See you, All right, see you, you man. Bye. Bye. Well, Nick, is it you know we wind this thing up? Anything you want to pass along, or anything you got left to recap? Because you've you've covered it. I think I covered the entire trip, man. Was it fun? Was it worth it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. I think if my next move is if we go out of town somewhere like that again, I'm, I would probably spend longer. I think I need longer than the three days we had there. Probably take a whole week off, and hopefully I can get my retiree partner to get out there a few days before and put his eyes and ears on some. <laughs> Jack, did you enjoy the trip? I really enjoyed the trip. Was it first time you'd been to South Dakota? That's as far as West I've ever been. <laughs> we, take flew to, we flew to Denver, and that was a little bit farther, but <laughs> I'm 63 years old, and uh, – that's not very far from Mississippi, but I had never been past Mississippi before that. So that's awesome. Well, I'm glad you got to get out there and enjoy it. I know you. I know you. You. You may have uh, walked your tail I tell, off. I tell you what, he kept up every step. He hiked that mountain, and um, I give him that. He he might have got aggravated at us sometimes leaving him, but <laughs> yeah, they had about walked me. I tell you, hey, y'all gonna wait till I catch up. <laughs> We'd, we'd get up there to a stopping point and wait on him. Yeah. Are you thinking if you're going out of state walking as much, you want to get you one of them uh, 20 gauges or a 410, something a little lighter? Yeah, I told Blaine I'm going to get me one of those 20, 20 gauges. I figured that might Yeah, I just play. had that thing strapped across my back the whole time. They kept theirs on their shoulder most of the time, but I like to strap mine over so I ain't got to hold it. But, man, I'll tell you, after doing all that walking, like I said, I had that camel back on, had three liters, my vest and my gun. And my neck, my traps. I guarantee you. My neck's and trap walking. Blaine, Blaine, he could tow a mule, a mule deer out on his back with I, I will, I will, I will probably say this, though. Like, if you go out there and you walk in those service roads or, you know, you get up in those mountains where there's a little bit of rock and stuff, and if you go, if we go further west, if we, if we, get, the, if we get the opportunity to go out there, if anybody's looking, I would, you know, they, they're a lot of money to spend on some of those more expensive boots, probably. Mm-hmm. And I had the Danners, which are fine. 
But I'm telling you, man, I believe I'll buy some of those those better. What's the name of them? Uh, the, the, uh, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, I can't remember the name of them. But I would buy those. The reason the reason I say that is Herman Survivors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Herman Survivors. You'd be you'd be back at the truck quick. No, walking that walking that service roads and that gravel and walking that rock will eat the bottom of your feet up. Yeah, I guess because your so. feet are sliding in those. And it's is not, it gravel on them service roads, dude? I'm telling. You, I guess it's because they don't have no rain. Like I said, yeah. dude, there's not creeks out there. You think there's a creek over a well, ridge? You know, Shad talked about that at the water table and everything. There's no there. water there. I don't know how they survive. Snow, snowpack. I, I, mean, I guess the grounds the grounds so saturated that they find some water somewhere. Um, Keens? No. What What's the name of those? I can't remember. Golly, this would drive me crazy. But they're um, but they would like once we when we were walking that far on those gravel roads, it would hurt, it would be hurting the bottom of my feet. Walking just, I guess, sliding on that rock, and it just rubbing your foot, rubbing on the bottom. Mm, I don't even want to think about that. Anything you got? Crispies. 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 Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. What else you got? Anything? That's it, man. Well, I sure enjoyed the season about is it. winding down for Georgia, so um, well, I this, think we'll wrap it. We'll wrap it up coming up here soon on the next one. Yeah, this weekend we'll be uh, we'll be wrapping up the the, the Georgia, and we and, can get off turkey hunting. No, hell no. We'll we might wait. We, we, I'm sure we'll we have might to talk have a, about a season recap, and then we'll have to have 12 different turkey hunters on and tell about their season recap. <laughs> oh, we are going to do that. Then it'll be time to talk about food plots. We might not even get back into deer hunting. We'll be talking about Santa Claus before you know it. It's just going to be the, the end of times. But, no, it's, it, it was fun to hear about it, and I'm, I'm glad y'all had a good trip. I wish y'all had got on one. But uh, I'll say this, if there's anybody that, that you know, enjoyed it i know y'all did i know y'all enjoyed the whole trip i know jack I did. did i'm, I I'm, did. I'm, I'm glad to see that i'll tip my hat to anybody you know killing, killing turkeys and the black kills right now hey. publicly public land anyways well and you know as as it goes we 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 can talk about any of the successes we had and and, and i know right out of the gate you told me hey, we had a great time you know you didn't kill turkey but you had a great time that's all that matters and you'll continue to have fun and i'm man i can't wait till the next next run down on it and see what happens with it so this yeah. weekend's gonna be fun it's gonna be a blast man i can't wait for the trip and i can't wait for everybody to hear the podcast that follows this yeah yeah this is gonna be you know we got some good ones that are coming up but uh, i think this weekend's a, a culmination of what we've been working on for the last six weeks um i, I went back and listened to that jason episode uh, the episode we did with jason beard um on the way home the other day and I'll be honest with you, it was it was twice as good the second time around as it was the first time. Just hearing him talking, and it kind of put me in a mood to get down there with those guys and got me excited for it and the opportunities that we've been presented, whether it's goes anywhere or not, it's uh, it's going to be something very fun to get down there and are be you, with those guys. Are you excited to get out and turkey hunt? I, I'm hoping they'll let me stay in camp, <laughs> camp and cook or something. I might meet no, up with them. No, you're going. No, you're going. You're going. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm I'm excited for the opportunity to go and get out in the woods. I mean, you know me. I don't care if it's any kind of hunting. I ain't no big turkey hunter. But what are you, you going to do if you go out there with Jason? He shoots one. Oh man, I'll, are you going to holler? I'll, I'll probably you go holler. Woo! <laughs> I'll probably, we'll probably have meeting out there in the woods. It probably we'll probably somebody's getting saved if Jason shoots one. I don't know. It might not be down there, but somebody's getting all that hollering we get to doing. So that's going to be a good time, and I can't wait for it. And uh, it's going to be. 
it's going to be a lot of fun with, you know, two of the best old buddies I ever had, and I can't wait to do it and can't wait to experience. So for everybody here at Talk About It Outdoors, we want to thank you for tuning in again. You know, continue to follow along with us on all the social media platforms. Check out the YouTube video that's going to accompany this. I know Nick's been working on that, trying to get it together. Go over and subscribe to that channel. You can see any of the content we're trying to get out there. It may not be what you're used to, but, hey, we're probably not like any podcast you're used to either. You're probably used to hearing guys talk about all kinds of crazy stuff, but we put it out there, and we want to we want to continue with it. Jack, you got anything you want to add to it before we go? Well, I just, I just want to say, when you go out there, these hills out here, uh, you just compare these turkeys, to, and then you go out there, and those turkeys out there is like bigger the hills, the farther they go. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger hills and farther and, walks. But but the journey there is is worth it all. I mean, when you get to go with your son out there, and and God bless all of us, you know. Yeah. It don't matter if you kill nothing. It's a journey of getting to do something with your friends. That's, that's right. You know, that's, right. that's that's what it's all about. Well, now, I know you wanted to see Mount Rushmore, and you hadn't ever seen that before, had you? No. And I, is that pretty I, cool? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I want to see that yeah. once yeah. in my yeah. life. If I don't see anything else, I want to see that. Somebody some good carving there. I guarantee you they yeah. did. Well, we appreciate you coming over and sitting with us. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed it. We're going to have to do it again sometime. Yeah, yeah, you know, and we're probably all going to have to go somewhere. Right. There we go. Load, 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 load the wagon. wagon. There we go. We'd Talk about that. an outdoors deep sea fishing trip. <laughs> oh, that'd be dangerous. Yeah. We wouldn't be able to podcast sponsored, from a boat. Sponsored boat. Sponsored boat. Um, yeah. Uh, hey, if, I don't know if they've came on sale yet, the outdoor blast tickets. Uh, I don't even know if they're on sale yet. I don't know if you've. I don't even know if we're springing that on, but <laughs> no, I mean uh, uh, the go get your tickets. <laughs> yeah, the outdoor blast is coming up in uh, August, uh, third weekend in August. Come see us. We're gonna be there, and I'm not cutting my hair. <laughs> uh, and I have a choice. <laughs> here we All go. Right. Having fun, doing it right. Stick with us. Come back, be with us again when you can. For everybody here at Talk About It Outdoors, we want to thank you for being here. Don't forget. Smile as you go, and remember, mouth of memories. <laughs> <laughs>